One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. So, what's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report, and I have some interesting information from you. Well, you know that conservative talk radio host, the second best one on the na- in the nation next to Jesse Lee Peterson. Actually, the third best next to Jesse and Hake, right? Um, Rush Limbaugh drew bipartisan. Bipartisan means rhino criticism Thursday for saying the country won't elect Pete Boot Edge Edge. I don't know how he pronounces the name, but that's how Trump pronounces it. And that's how he said to pronounce it. Boot Edge Edge. Um, because he's been kissing his husband, quote unquote, on stage after debates, Democrat debates. They're saying, okay, how's this going to look? Limbaugh said on Wednesday, a couple days ago. I'm getting this from... GOP US GOP USA Eagle. Um, th- so they're quoting Limbaugh as saying, they're saying, okay, how's this going to look? Referring to Pete Boot Edge Edge, or as Jesse calls him, I'll let you remember what Jesse calls him. He said that on Wednesday, imagining Democrats thinking, meaning the voters thinking. 37-year-old gay guy kissing his husband, and I use that on quotes, I'm directly quoting Limbaugh, on stage next to Mr. Man, Donald Trump. And that's a good point. Trump is like uh, just a man. You see him? You see him as a man. When you saw him on stage with all the rhinos that he knocked out, including conservatives that we thought were conservative, we used to think that um, Rand Paul was a principled libertarian sort of conservative guy. Um, ended up slightly rhino at times. We saw, we thought that, well, some of you guys thought, I thought, that Ted Cruz was a principled, strong conservative. He looked like a little boy next to Trump. A fake uh, politician. And just imagine how Trump will look standing next to, well, really any of the Democrats, but a homosexual kissing his so-called husband. But, of course, it's ridiculous because... Rush Limbaugh is getting, according to Associated Press, the far-left AP, extremist outlet, extremist outlet, Associated Press, disgusting outlet. They pretend to be objective journalists, and they do have some factual information that they put out sometimes, but they are leftist activists, and they are promoting homosexuality like nothing else. His comments, oh, by the way, he, I don't know if I mentioned Rush Limbaugh last week or two weeks ago announced he had um, advanced lung cancer. I think third, stage three, something like that. Maybe stage four, actually. And he was honored by President Trump, rightly so, deservedly so, for his 30 years on radio um, and uh, 30 years fighting for the country, doing, fighting for what's right, telling the truth when the media won't. Um, with a with a uh, Medal of Freedom award, with uh, the First Lady standing next to him during the State of the Union address, with millions watching, right on, rightly deserved that. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. He got dec- decades of tireless devotion to our country, and that's true, Rush Limbaugh. So that's nice. That's nice that he told the truth. But uh, Boot Edge Edge did not directly address Limbaugh's remarks because he caught wind of it, I guess. At a town hall in Las Vegas last night, Thursday night, he, 30s, <laughs> he said, I'm proud of my marriage. I'm proud of my husband. Makes you want to spit or throw up or roll your eyes. I should be saying and, right? And shake your head. And... um. Wonder, well, not wonder, 
but just consider what's how far America has fallen. What a shame. And I do have some more. I'm I may have some more diamonds. Did did you read the last super chats on the JC show? Treasure chest and all that. I don't think so. Okay. I may try to get to some of those diamonds. But right on to Rush Limbaugh, and they're pretending like this is a, a serious, like a good thing. Uh, Pete Boot Edge Edge is my age. <laughs> He's 38. Gross. How, how can him? Anyways, whatever. Um, Maltrea S. asks, that should not matter. He, what do you mean? Or says that. What do you mean? I don't know what you mean by that. But anyways, guys, you know, before I make an announcement and um, get to calls, let me see if I can just rush through this story. Because I mentioned, I basically told the story on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, on which I read Hake News. From the New York Post, this Indian guy, meaning from India, um, hanged himself after mistakenly believing he had coronavirus. Weak-minded people... Weak people, man, grown men, overreacting to, I don't know what you call this, but hysteria. So, what an idiot. 50-year-old man, father, married man, I think, in India was supposedly trying to protect his family from himself, from his sick self. Because he got sick, right? His name is was K. Bala Krishna. Letter K was his first initial. Bala, B-A-L-A, Krishna, which isn't that one of those Hindu god things, was treated by doctors in Tirupati for a viral fever, but assured he did not have the deadly disease that has killed more than 1,350 people worldwide, mainly in China, I think, according to the Times of India. This was a story shared by Times of India. Despite doctors' assurances, this man, Mr. Krishna, began watching videos on the virus on his mobile phone, and became convinced, stay away from the cell phones, <laughs> became convinced that he had been infected, according to the newspaper Times of India. And here's a quote from his son. I don't know how old his son, his son is. My father watched coronavirus-related videos the whole day on Monday and kept saying he had similar symptoms. His son Bala Murali told the Times, he attacked us when we tried to tell him that he did not suffer from the deadly disease. Idiot. Murali said that he even called a government-sponsored helpline, but was told there was nothing to worry about because his father had not recently visited China, which is the epicenter of that plague, right? On Tuesday, Krishna locked his family in their home. I don't know how you do that. And then went into his mother's gravesite, which is a bad sign. By the time his family was able to notify neighbors to come free them, Krishna, I don't understand, Indians, why do you have your houses like that? Krishna had hanged him, it says hung himself, I think it's hanged himself, from a tree near his mother's grave, according to the newspaper. Sounds like he had other problems, but this pushed him over the edge. I don't know, I think the media is evil too. The media promotes this, Nick says it's both hung, hung and hanged. Appreciate that. He hung and hanged himself. <laughs> but what an idiot, man. Uh, anytime somebody commits suicide, I, that's just, that's the word that comes to my mouth. Maybe it's because I hung out with friends who react that way, and I think that that's the proper reaction. People, people get crazy. Probably got sick of his marriage, according to <laughs> Peter. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> that could be too, but that's a shame. So, um, before I get to calls, I want to make an announcement. Hake's doing an interview tonight, nice, right? I'm not hosting the interview, I'm uh, appearing on an interview as a guest, and it's an honor. I'm going on Asmodore's Friday night podcast show on DLive, 7 p.m. Los Angeles time, which is 10 Eastern, Figure it out if you're on in Australia or Great Br- Britain or UK or Sweden or Russia or um, Mountain Time or Central Time. <laughs> okay, it's 8 Mountain Time, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. I know those ones. If you're on 
uh, Alaska or Hawaii, you got to figure that out too. <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting out of control. Let's face it, by the way, it's called the Crypto Report. The Crypto Report with a K. TKR. And let's face it, C is just an unnecessary letter. K is where it is. Kind of like the hate report. I'm showing you, Joel is showing you pictures from his about section, legendary about section on his D Live channel. So he does White Wednesday, TKR Live. White Wednesday, TKR Live Friday night special. That's the one I'm on. And he does a TKR Live, the crypto report, Saturday night special. Nice, huh? And then he has, yeah, he has the crypto report. He has his Telegram. You can follow him on Telegram, which is a great platform where people are not being banned yet, except for some. I know one person who was banned. I'll get to that. And the Wrecking Crew with Hate Farmer, Tony Castle, Beard the Butcher. Check it out. Follow Asmodor. My introduction, by the way, this man, Asmodor, um, dlive.tv slash Asmodor, capital A-Z-Z-M-A-D-O-R, Asmodor. He supports Jesse Lee Peterson. He supports me, The Hake Report. He's interviewed Jesse Lee Peterson um, just, I think, past November or something like that. And I have the, I'll have the link to it on my, uh, on my Hake Report podcast blog post thing that you can find later this afternoon, um, later a few hours from now, right, on uh, thehakereport.com. And he also co-hosted a prior interview uh, of Jesse Lee Peterson a couple of years before that, a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, before when he didn't really know Jesse. And uh, my actual introduction to Asmodore was by that leftist propaganda documentary, and I have a couple of screenshots from it, uh, Vice, HBO Vice uh, magazine, which was founded by Gavin McInnes, but now it's like out of control leftist. Um, they did a, they did a Vice slash HBO so-called documentary, which usually just means propaganda, hit piece against the alt-right, with that dumb white reporter woman. I have those pictures. Show the shots of him. And look at this. Um, they call him Robert Asmodore Ray. And they call him a neo-Nazi. That's how you know Vice and HBO are fake news. As is most of the liberal media. Because I've never heard him refer to himself as a neo-Nazi. I ask all these people, are you a neo-Nazi? And they say, no. <laughs> and so why do the liberal media take the liberty to call people something that they don't even call themselves? And they, he, he's part of the Daily Stormer website, which was also banned from most of the internet. And there's a shot of him next to Christopher Cantwell from that Vice documentary, saying something strong, making some strong statements. So, right on. Um, that's Asmodor. And you see him next to Christopher Cantwell, whom I interviewed on my show, The Hake Report, a year ago or maybe two years ago. And that interview is unsearchable. And Cantwell said not very fiery, uh, not very inflammatory things on my show, yet you can't find it. You can't search it. But this documentary by Vice is quite easily found findable. It got four million views. Not that I'm jealous. It's just that um, they are very, they uh, play favorites, you know, to the liberals to the establishment, to the corporate world. You know, um, somebody, somebody said that Joker, this Joker movie that came out was a good movie, I think. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so some people really liked this Joker movie, right? And I was just thinking, what if, uh, like a person, like Joel and I, got together and we made a movie and it was the same plot as Joker, and we say we did it before Joker came out. And it was the same plot, everything. Do you think that that would go out freely on, on um, YouTube, or would it be like, they would say, oh, this is not safe for all audiences. You have to click to say, okay, yes, I want to see it. And it won't show up in searches. 
Don't you think that that would happen? You mean like there'd be some kind of like, shadow ban? Yeah, there'd be on? like a serious like outright. Uh, if it's not kicked, if it's not like deleted from YouTube by YouTube, right? It would be like censored heavily. An issue, yeah. 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 Because they favor these big companies, and they actually trust them to be properly leftist and politically correct, which is evil. So, same thing with Vice interviewing these guys, as opposed to me or Jesse Lee Peterson interviewing these guys. What a shame. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking with Asmodor. That'll be cool. Tonight. Um, let me get to some calls, and then I may have the time to get to some more news for you guys. Let's see. Ryan out of Concord, California. Ryan, what's up? What's going on? Hey, how are you? Fine. How about you? Good to hear from you. Oh, as well, yeah. I was actually going to talk to you about something I wanted to talk to Jesse about, but I thought about it. I think I'm going to save it for Monday. Okay. Sounds um, good. But I wanted to talk about um, Mayor Bloomberg. Yeah. What, do you, what, are, what are your thoughts about him? Do you know much? I don't know much. I just know that this... 77-year-old Michael Bloomberg, um, as Jesse pointed out, is Jewish. <laughs> He's not a normal white person. Um, 77 years old, billionaire, I think $70 billion he has. And mm-hmm. he could spend up to $10 billion. I don't know. I've, I know that he been spending major money on advertising. He jumped in this Democrat race, I don't know, not long ago. Hasn't participated in any debates and right. he, um, I know that he's been a kiss up to the climate change hysteria people. I know he used to be a Republican. He was a Republican mayor of mm-hmm. New York City. And I heard that he was an okay mayor, not as good as Giuliani. And I don't know much about that. And I know that he bought a Super Bowl ad against the Second Amendment under the pretense of like gun safety or something like that. And so he's a mm-hmm. slime. And he um, has smeared Trump. Oh, um, I know that Trump ripped him as a five foot four (laughs) massive dead energy. (laughs) And that's a nice. When you're talking about attacking someone's height, that's really like, (laughs) that's really degrading, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then Mike hit back, Michael Bloomberg hit back and called Trump, which is, this is ridiculous. Listen to this. A carnival barking clown. I'm getting this from Drudge Headlines. I will defeat you, please. This guy is deluded if he thinks he's going to beat Trump, or let alone get the nomination. I mean, I would be a a bit surprised if he got the nomination. What do you say? Um, I've been watching a lot of Fox News, and so I have two comments on him. The first comment I wanted to talk about was I actually disagree with um, conservatives and Uh, other people like Sean Hannity, who are attacking Mayor Bloomberg for making a true statement when when Mayor Bloomberg um, basically had a tape released that said that he was saying uh, stop and frisk happens to too many white people, which is actually statistically true. Um, Larry Elder went on Sean Hannity's show. Do you know who Larry Elder is? Yeah, he's he's been on Black, to one of the conservative. Yeah, he was in one of the men's conferences recently. Oh, nice. Yeah. So basically, Sean Hannity started getting really mad at Mayor Bloomberg for making "quote unquote" racist comments. Right. And I agree with Sean Hannity on most things, but I definitely disagreed with him on this. And Larry Elder laid into Sean Hannity and said, "98 uh, percent of all the stop and frisk." that were successful, that we caught people who had drugs or other things on them. 98% were people of color, uh, minorities, and blacks. It's just a statistical true statement. So I think a lot of these conservatives and right-wingers who are hopping on this, he's a racist bandwagon, are doing it to appeal to the left, and it actually doesn't help our cause. You're completely right. And that's my first comment on Mike Bloomberg. The second comment is... But, um, hold on. Hold on. I don't tell the whole story because Bloomberg is walking back that stuff. He's like, I apologized for stop and frisk. So he sh- that's what they should be a- a- attacking him for. And that's what, you know, sane people yeah, should be Yeah, he not only should have, he shouldn't apologize and the conservatives should not be calling him racist. Exactly. This actually hurts him from both sides. Yep. 
he's not going to gain any support from any side by backing down. If he would have, if he would have just said, well, when I was mayor, these were the statistics and he just laid out the facts. Yeah. It would have been fine. He would have gotten the alt-right voting for him. You know, any, any one yeah. of the alt-right who were, um, let's say disillusioned or illusioned about angry at sure. Trump. A lot of those guys would vote for him and a lot of people who just respect the honesty. Um, right. And there are some out there, even among the Democrats, I think. Even if that's why gonna... Bernie has so much support is because he's blatantly honest. He doesn't scoot around the bush. Yeah. He doesn't retract anything. Um, and that's the second point that I was going to make was Bernie yeah. Sanders is rising so much in the poll. And um, Joe Biden is going down in the polls that I'm seeing a lot of Democrats now starting to back Bloomberg because he seems like because the whole thing for the Democrats is who can beat Trump. It's right. not who's a good president for the country. It's who can beat Donald Trump. Yeah. And I personally would love to see two New York billionaires just like make fun of each other on a debate stage the whole time <laughs> instead of instead of a theological debate between capitalism and socialism. I don't think Bernie Sanders is going to win the ticket. I think it's going to be Bloomberg. I really do. Interesting. All he, right. He's paying. He, he has already hired over, I think, 2,400 staffers. He's paying them all like 80000 a year, like some buku money. He's also <laughs> paying people to just protest Donald Trump. Right. Like 80 bucks an hour if you want to stand outside and protest Trump. Like He's actually making America like work again. It's crazy. You know, he, and he's buying up all these, he's paying for memes to be created and spreading a bunch of memes, I heard. You know, it's huh. just part of his campaign. I didn't campaign. hear that one. Yeah. At least I think, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Bloomberg campaign pays social media accounts for memes. Isn't that interesting? I'm not really like for any Democrats, but if I was gonna say I want to see a Democrat run against Trump, I would love to see Bloomberg. Like, Interesting. two straight white male billionaires would <laughs> make the country so upset. Yeah, you know, man, uh, he's so boring though. He's just in person. He, I, I respect how successful he is. I guess I don't know how he he did that, <laughs> but uh, he's not a compelling person. Actually, none of the Democrats are, honestly. But right. anyways, man. Interesting. For sure. Appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks, man. Take care. Sounds perfect. Later. Bye. Let me get to... Hold on, guys. Mike out of San Antonio, Texas. Mike, what's up? Hey, how you doing, James? Doing fine. That's good. I didn't want to... I, didn't wanna, uh, I know your, your call screener asked about... You know, I was talking about something that happened on uh, Brother Jesse's show, but I think yeah. it's important, especially for Valentine's... Being Valentine's Day. Yes. How he handled... Uh, that call was beautiful with uh, the gentleman got online with his wife. Yeah. How he, how he expressed where it's the man's role to be the leadership. Right. And you need to listen to your husband. Even, even if it's another man that agrees somewhat with your husband, you listen to your husband. You yes. Know? Yeah, I I love that call. If you're if you're just tuning into the Hake Report, you didn't hear Jesse today. It was in the second hour or the third hour. Um, Jesse Lee Peterson took a call from a Stacy and Ruben, and they were talking about. It was interesting because it's so common that the wife. It was the third. I guess it was the beginning of the third hour. The wife, so commonly, and the mother, and across the board, no matter what religion or if they love Jesse or hate him, they are pushing their stuff on the husband and the kids, and they they think that they're about the truth, but they get caught up. And it's so f- common for women and men to do this too, beta men, right? But women to get into, like, the ego of some type of knowledge and, like, bash people over the head with it and not even realize that that's what they're doing. It is so fem- it's such a female thing, and it's a f- such a fallen state female thing, and you're right. They gotta still respect the, the man, even if he is not agreeing with something that is true or whatever. You're right, Mike. And appreciate yeah, it. Happy Valentine's Day all the lady- to all the ladies. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I was going to say this, and I hate this, but I'm going to contrast that with this, and I think we people can fall into a habit of doing things uh, your caller, for your favorite caller. Yeah, me. I don't believe. I don't believe she has a husband. Personally, it's no. It didn't make sense for <laughs> twenty years of call and get another man's advice, even if you agree with him. 
and not not have your husband be the main one that give you advice. And especially, according to her, her husband doesn't even agree with him. That's like me and my wife. My wife calling Louis Farrakhan for twenty years and saying, <laughs> trying to convince him. There's no way in the world that's going to happen. Plus, that's a total disrespect for me for her to do that. Even if she agreed with the man, that was a total disrespect. Wow, I had never you really know, considered that. And I think we do a disservice by just letting her talk and never even pushing her back on her husband. I think, let me use a little Spanish here. Uh, <laughs> el pregunto, el pregunto mucho a veces. <laughs> Brother Jesse always says, what if, you know, where's your husband? Let, where, you know, where's your husband? Right. Never, so that's just, I don't believe the guy exists, but by the, less than 1% probability that they do, <laughs> we're disrespecting him totally by not constantly pushing her back on him. And That's a good point. Get in man's business, basically what she's doing. All right. I appreciate that feedback, Mike. You know, I I heard somebody who was purportedly her husband on the radio one time. She, she did put him on um, at least once. And I actually believed that it was her husband. I think that she might, and people are in such a fallen state that the husband just lets it happen. But it is, but it is a little bit of a um, false equivalence to compare it to, like, if your wife were to call Louis Farrakhan to try to debunk him. Because Jesse is telling the truth, and I bet you both of them, if she does have a husband, both she and her husband know it. So um, there's a difference in the true authority there. But you're right. Um, we do need to call her out on her husband and uh, herself, too. That's, that's a fair it's point, a, Mike. It's a total disrespect if he exists. I'm still not convinced. You can, I'm, I'm <laughs> someday, you can pay some wino to pretend he's your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All but, right. I'll, but I'll honestly, Mike, go. just answer this quick question. Would you be, sure. given how far m- males across all races have fallen... Would you really be that surprised to hear that a man would allow that or his wife to 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 follow Jesse and listen and call in for twenty years? Would you really be surprised that a, that a man would be so weak? Oh my! I don't want to believe it, but I know <laughs> it's, it, it could be possible. Yeah, I know it could be possible. That that's a scary thought because I'm assuming it about my age. As you know. My yeah. age also. True. That's a fair uh, point. Yeah, but I, I, yeah I, I think that could happen, but I'm just saying on the, <laughs> the perspective from men, right. we as men, we're still disrespecting him by not. Yeah. We almost ignore him like he doesn't exist. I know. I don't believe he does. <laughs> I keep because forgetting. You know, you, you, know that, you know that she's not going to listen to him if he does exist, but yeah. you ignore him. Right. <laughs> she just talks yeah. about God's law all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, she'll call. She'll call again, in rag. But anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying that was, uh, you know, that was the major uh, argument, yeah. disagreement that my wife had had been on this point where she listening to another man right. or to a woman instead of listening yeah. to me, and tell, coming back and telling me such and such told her, I, I don't really <laughs> want to hear that. Right? You know, that's, that's true. good. Even if I agree with him, that's fine. But you don't need to go to him. You married me. Yep. Appreciate it, Mike. All right, you take care. You as well. Bye. All right. Wow. Let me get to Mari Uvaldo. Yeah, yeah, we go. Out of Vallejo, California. Mari, what's up? Hey, Jay, what's going down? Nothing much. How about you? Uh, I just want to announce that today is my 15-year anniversary with me and my husband, Angel. Wow. Um, Mari Uvaldo and your husband, yeah. Angel. Uvaldo. Yes. This song <laughs> is for you. Happy anniversary to ya. Happy anniversary to ya. Happy anniversary. <laughs> that was a little off key, but it's still good. Happy anniversary to ya. Mari and Angel. Or I should say Angel and Mari. Because the man comes first. Yes. Uh, happy anniversary and happy Valentine's Day to Mari. That's cool. Same to you, James. Thank you so much. Nice. 15 and years. Yesterday was my... Yeah, 15 years. Yesterday was uh, my sister's 46th birthday, and then my daughter's was on the 7th. Wow. So to your I, uh, sister I and got, your daughter, I got a lot happy of, birthday. <laughs> thank you. Nice. That is cool. And happy Valentine's to you and Joelle. 
Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Right on. Thanks for the call. You guys, you're welcome. You guys have a good weekend. It was nice talking to you. All right. You as well. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Before I get to the to more calls, let me just re um, remind you guys. I am live in what do I what do I call this? It's not well. Never mind. I'm live at 7 a.m. Los Angeles time, 10 Eastern, on Asmodore's D Live show. So go to dlive.tv/asmodore. dlive.tv/asmodore. A Z Z M A D O R 7 p.m. The tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific time, which is Los Angeles time, right? Very nice. So you'll get to hear me, and you'll get to hear Asmodor, and uh, maybe some other people. It'll be fun. Let me get to Hot Computer Smell out of Virginia. Hot Computer Smell, the night rider from a sundown town. <laughs> you got that right. No. <laughs> but, uh, so nice the to guy called. Um, oh, thank you. So I wanted to touch on a few points that um, Chris made, like he called in yesterday talking, you know, about, and I want to approach this in the most respectful way, I guess. Okay, yeah, but, Chris um, Chris from Los Angeles is the veteran, um, he called maybe his parents Mexican-American, and he got af- offended at the question, or he didn't appreciate the question, why didn't you stay in Mexico, which was a, a viral video that we played from a... Uh, Michigan at about a school about a Mexican father who was complaining about mm-hmm. racism that his child experienced. So, yeah, go for it. So, like, he called in and said that, like, you know, Mexicans will come to the country and they'll assimilate and everything. Right. Well, at least from my experience, I haven't really seen that too much. Like, at least around the Mexicans or the Latin Americans that I'm around, you know, everyone has their abuelita that only speaks Spanish and, yep. you know, you really can only, like, go to events with her because you have to translate what she's trying to say and be her interpreter. Yeah. Is what I usually notice. And even on TV shows, like, they take pride in, you know, their heritage and our culture and everything. So I wouldn't exactly call that assimilation, but maybe that's just my definition of it. Yeah. The real one. True. And, but, you know, they continue to vote socialist. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like when, like, a woman or whoever gets out of a bad relationship and then she talks about how bad it was. Right. You know, not realizing she's the one who was the one that was bad about it and then gets into the next relationship and ruins that one. Yeah. But that's, that's <laughs> usually what I see. Yeah, that's but, a fair um, point. That's an interesting parallel. What I've also noticed is that um, when you criticize something about his race in particular, like he's like, well, you know, every race does that or everyone joins, you know, military for the benefits. It always seems like when there's a criticism, he wants to kind of lay it off on everyone else. Like, that seems to be a thing that a lot of people do. Right. Especially, like, minorities and blacks and stuff like that. Yeah. They'll just be like, you know, I, everyone does that. Everyone robs and steals, you know. Right. It, but then I don't think that he would respect it too much if you, like, if you said something positive, like, you know, our ancestors came here and served in the military and died for this country. Well, you know, you could easily say, okay, a lot of whites that serve, too. Everyone serves and dies for this country. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, there's not a lot of, you know, everyone in the military, they're not always active duty. They're not always on the field. True. Like, risking their lives. So it's like not just just because you joined the military, not to say that I don't respect our service members, but just because you joined the military doesn't mean you should have these virtue points by default. Right. But, I mean... Another thing is, you know, as far as what the uh, guy that was complaining about his son being bullied, you know, he was like, you can't assume this guy's status. You can't assume this and that about the guy. But then he jumped to conclusions about the white guy that said right. that he should have stayed in Mexico. Yeah, he called like, him he assumed, a d- like, his politics. Yep. He assumed, right. You know, but he didn't want you to assume anything about the Mexican guy. Yeah. You know, but I, I and then as far as like, you know, just going back to my last point when you said, you know, like anything negative, you know, he signs it to someone else. But as far as something positive, I want to bring up an a, a interesting point that I found out about earlier this uh, week that I thought you would uh, bring up. Okay. But, you know, you know, of course, Elhan Omar endorses Bernie Sanders. You know, that's her. That's who she wants to win the nomination. Yes. Well, uh, just uh, recently on Twitter, she uh, endorsed this bill. Well, she she then supported this bill where it can make the GI Bill available to everyone, not just uh, veterans. What? So. <laughs> 
Exactly. So when he was talking about positive stuff that veterans do, what veterans have done while serving, you know, just like, you know, somebody could write that off, like they're literally trying to do that. Like, I think Bernie Sanders is the one who proposed it. I can't exactly find the name of the bill. I've been trying, but I can't find it. Okay. So it's like, you've worked hard for those benefits, but then everyone else could could be the beneficiaries for those benefits as well. Like, it doesn't matter, like, Ilhan Omar is in support of it. it I'm, I'm not sure if it's you know, still trying to go through, but honestly, I, I think that's an insult to people who do serve. Totally. For those, you know, so I, I just thought I should bring that up, you know, instead of being upset with you and what you said about, you know, the Mexican guy or whatever, which everyone has their own story. Like, you don't know how the guy got here. Like, you you don't know his, his story, so you shouldn't instantly identify with it just because you're Mexican or you happen to be a Latino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he looked but into the guy and yeah. he found out that he built his business... Or something like that here, and has been here for however long, but right. it doesn't so say anything about the. Like, it doesn't say anything about his character. He's still wrong for complaining and uh, complaining to adults about his children crying about supposedly being bullied, and I don't exactly. even know if his story is true. You don't know anything about the level of honesty. There's a lot of slimy business owners. Doesn't mean that they're of good character. So you're right. Right, it, it's that's exactly true, and I mean, just like that guy has a separate story from another person. Like, there's Mexicans or you know Latinos or anyone from you know, but especially with Latinos, they'll be here for like ten or twenty years and still speak strong Spanish and don't learn like a lick of English. Right. So as far as assimilation goes, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, we're all diverse or whatever, but for the most part, you know, all of our official legal documents are in English. So I would think that you'd want to learn that if you're in the country. Yeah. But anyway. That's all I really wanted to say. And as a side note, I think Earl owes me a new computer because I took his advice and sprayed some Febreze, and <laughs> now my computer's destroyed. So, you know, just just have him hop on that. <laughs> all right. Will do. If we hear from him, I think he might have tried to call, but, yeah, it's been a, it's been a little while since we've heard from him. But I will, I will alert him that he owes you. <laughs> Thank you, Hot right. Computer Smell. I appreciate it. Okay. Take Very care. good points. Take care. Yeah, and so Chris, she knocked it down for you. But anyways, I I know that you wouldn't be for Ilhan Omar. I'm quite sure, right, Chris, uh, that you wouldn't be for Ilhan Omar or Bernie Sanders. You better not be. I've known some his. You know, I I grew up with Hispanics. I thought they just had good tans, <laughs> and Asians. I did not think that they were white because. <laughs> You can tell that they're Asians. But um, a lot of them are falling for that Bernie Sanders crap, the socialist crap. And the stupid liberal media is too. They're pretending that, oh, democratic socialist is different. No, it's not. And you know what's funny? I saw this Drudge headline. James Carville, I'm assuming this is James Carville. Yeah, James Carville, he's like a longtime Clinton supporter, slimy guy. I've heard a funny story of Jesse Lee Peterson seeing him over at Nashville Politicon this past year, uh, 2019, and saying, oh, four more years. He's going to be reelected, President Trump. <laughs> Carville just got mad. But um, James Carville, I don't know what happened with Bernie Sanders, but he fires back at Bernie for some reason. I don't know why. But he's all, at least I'm not a communist. <laughs> That's James Carville. That is a Clinton guy, a Democrat, and he's too old to be a Democrat, honestly, and too old to be, and too white, by the way, to be wearing, actually nobody should be wearing a bow tie, I think, especially not blacks or whites, (laughs) and I'll tell you why later, but um, he says, at least I'm not a communist, and I'm like, you might as well be, you're a Democrat, Democrats are basically communists now, and what's the difference? You're just pretending not to be a demo, uh, a communist, but it's just, you basically are. Because the whole liberal media is not for free speech. They are not a, they're not for this First Amendment. They don't have the spirit of the First Amendment, wherein they let people speak their mind and don't attack them just because they disagree. They just smear people, smear whites especially, which is a very communist tactic. Because whites are the most, the most pro-freedom pro demographic by per capita 
most of the most of the voters vote for freedom. Uh, yeah, you could sucker them into voting for you know rhinos every now and then for or most of the time maybe. Like George W. Bush, we got suckered. Mitt Romney, we got suckered. Luckily, he lost. And Obama woke us up to just how evil people are, particularly Obama and everybody who supported him. And then, uh, and then we thank God we got Trump. So, by the way, Trump tweeted, I'm seeing Governor Cuomo today at the White House. <laughs> and uh, I forget why. But he said he must understand that national security far exceeds politics. New York must stop all of its unnecessary lawsuits because they are suing Trump and harassment because they're doing all kinds of nasty, evil stuff against Trump. And lowering, start cleaning itself up and lower taxes, lowering taxes. Build relationships, but don't bring Frito. <laughs> and that Frito reference is Chris Cuomo's new nickname, and it may not be that new of a nickname, but, you know, I referenced Rush Limbaugh. I believe Rush Limbaugh is the one who calls Chris Cuomo Frito, and Frito is a reference to, if you, you many, many of you probably already know this, maybe better than I do, but Frito is a reference to the Godfather, right? Um, short, short for Alfredo, <laughs> Alfredo, uh, it's an Italian kind of gangster name, and I guess in The Godfather, Frito was the weak, ineffective little brother gangster who <laughs> couldn't get anything done. I don't know. He was a punk. And not, a, not in the right, not in a good way. <laughs> Trendy kind of punk. And that's what Chris Cuomo is. And it's funny to me because Chris Cuomo was called this by, you know, conservative radio, and it was like a minor little viral thing. But it really blew up when some guy recognized him. Hey, you're Frito. <laughs> and I don't even know if this guy really thought that he was Frito or just knew it was making fun of him or what. But Chris Cuomo got mad. And when you get mad and, like, make a scene, say, I'll throw you down these stairs, is what <laughs> Chris Cuomo said. That's like calling the, a black person the N-word all mad. That's why Italians don't count as white, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> because whites are supposed to be uh, a little bit more pro-freedom of speech. You want to make fun of me? All right, it's a free country. I don't know. Maybe not. But Italians are kind of hot-headed, gangsters, criminal element, so we don't accept them. <laughs> or at least we didn't, right? The whites. Um, same thing with the Italians. I mean, the Irish. They're like Catholics. The, the I, Italians are Catholics, so we don't accept them because we're Protestants. Anyways, um... Chris Cuomo cemented that by making a scene, and then everybody just thinks of him as Frito now because he went viral, well beyond, um, well beyond, um, Rush Limbaugh's huge audience, which I'm, you know, I I haven't heard a whole lot of Rush Limbaugh because I've been busy working, but um, but now it's like main, totally, totally mainstream. Everybody knows when you think of Frito, you think Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Maybe it's Fredo, short for Fredo. I don't know. Well, I know, I know in Spanish it's Alfredo, right? Whatever. <laughs> Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your, your nickname that you hate, Chris Cuomo Fredo. Fredo. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, I was telling you guys about these bow ties. Yeah, like Frito-Lay. <laughs> F-R-I-T-O. I was telling you guys about these bow ties that I have a beef with. And um, so if everybody like shows up to the men's conference wearing a bow tie, they're like, hey, how do you like this? I'll be like, you're making a fool of yourself. I don't care. But I would be a little disgusted. But um, from what I understand, these bow ties, I used to see Tucker Carlson wearing it. And I guess um, I've heard from fellow producers here that it's like a New England preppy white boy thing. So that's why Tucker used to do it. He used to wear the... And I didn't mind Tucker doing it, I guess, because he was, like, young and funny or whatever. But people wear these things, and they're serious about it. And it looks ridiculous to me, especially for, like, a grown man. I mean, all right, I guess I kind of understand James Carville. 
hunt up a picture of James Carville just so people know who he looks like. But then also hunt up a picture of, like, I don't know, a Nation of Is- Islam guy, if you can find one, wearing a bow tie. The blacks wear bow ties, and when I say the blacks, I mean the ones who are into the black thing. And I mean mainly, I think, the um, Nation of Islam types, which is the Louis Farrakhan types, Black Hitler. <laughs> and I don't know which one I'm insulting worse, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> when I call him that. I mean, I don't. I know that he that uh, that um, there is James Car- Carville, but he's not wearing a bow tie there. But anyways, he's that's James Carville. That's what he looks like. He is wearing a pink tie, and it's not tight very tightly. But anyways, that's what he. That's James Carville, and I think of him as being a Clinton guy. But these Nation of Islam types, they wear this bow tie because it's supposed to be this. You see this necktie that James Carville is wearing, a necktie which is long and it goes down to like your belly button. There he is with the bow tie. Um, I guess he's just old school, so I cut him slack. But uh, which he is, I I kind of like his. Southernness or whatever he, wherever that accent is that he has. But this bow tie thing is a reaction against the necktie. And necktie being long and goes down to your belly button, or whatever, <laughs> the top of your belt buckle, um, or further <laughs> if you're Trump. But that thing is supposed to be like a noose, and so the blacks don't want it to seem like a noose because they're triggered by the notion of lynchings, because blacks were lynched or something. So there's a picture I'm showing you, uh, or Joel is showing you, thank you, of these Nation of Islam guys wearing these dumb red, or one of them is plaid, bow ties. Because they don't want to look like they're wearing a noose. Isn't that ridiculous? It doesn't even look quite right to me. Maybe if in, maybe in another generation it would look right. You know how fashion... Goes out of fashion, comes back in. But I don't know. What do you think about bow ties? I don't think I can't imagine Joel being for bow ties. I never even thought about <laughs> getting a bow tie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You always just think when you think of formal, you think uh, tie. Right. Yeah. It would be weird seeing Trump in a bow tie. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Although, aren't tuxedos bow ties? They're a type of a bow tie, right? Right. It's a little different though. But it's rare that you even see people wear... And it doesn't look as silly. Right. Yeah. But you're right. It is... They're just trying to be different. But yeah, it's because they're into the black thing and falling for the... Oh, lynchings. Whatever. Anyways. (laughs) That's my little rant. Let me get to Jose out of Texas. Jose, thanks for holding, man. What's up? What's going on? Good to hear from you. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, uh, you were mentioning the, the video of the, the Hispanic, he was talking about his kid or he was crying. Yeah. Like, yep. Like a little sissy. And right. Then, and then that guy was like, uh, what exactly did he say? He's like, why didn't you, so why didn't you stay in Mexico? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious when I saw that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of people crying about it, but. You oh, need man. to leave. <laughs> Stupid white women. <laughs> Or whatever type of women they were. Maybe they weren't yeah. officially white. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was really funny. I yeah. And it was like a logical thing to say. That's like sanity. That's like the voice of reason. Yeah. That and also cool. that bow tie thing, I was listening. Yeah. And I I I heard probably heard that once, I remember. And then I but right like today I was like, What you know, what is what do you have about bow ties? <laughs> and then all of a sudden I, I mean, do they have they said it uh, that it was the necktie represents the noose? I I must have read it somewhere. I must have read it on you know when I used to be producer, I would read a lot of liberal, like Huffington Post or something like uh-huh. that. So maybe I or on Black Twitter or something. I must have seen <laughs> it or heard it at one point. Yeah, and it just, that like, concept just stuck with me. <laughs> right, because I was thinking, you know, today like I was like. You know, is James a conspirator, you know, theorist, right. you know, stuff like that. And then you start mentioning that, and then all of a sudden you revealed it, and I'm like, this guy, you know, he's, a, he's a, one of those truth tellers, you know, stuff like that. Like, he's always researching, you know. Yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> and then you get on your show, you know, and you start like, hey, this, this, this. It's like, hell yeah. Oh, I love it. It's funny, it's funny man. I, yeah. It's, 
I mean, I'm not that serious about it, but once I, if I see it on, like, I, if I'm watching cable news, uh-huh. which I don't necessarily recommend, but if I see a guy and he's, and especially if he's black and he's wearing a bow tie, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, <laughs> wow. oh, this is one of those suckers who <laughs> fell for the black thing. What a shame. That's, that's cool that you see stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I still, you know, like, me, I see stuff. But it, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't. It, I guess it doesn't click yet. But then all of a sudden, I hear your show or I hear other shows on YouTube, yeah. and I'll think, click, like, whoa, how do you? And, it, <laughs> and you just got you guys go into your, you know, your spill and like, oh man, that makes sense. Maybe it's because we're so judgmental, and then we're like always scheming on something so? to talk, something to talk about. I'm, I'm judgmental, but yeah. but I think when judgment, you know, you, um, you just, you don't know how to say it. You know, right? Like how I no, I'm, I'm speaking okay. about me. I don't know how to say it, right? You know, but some there's something there. But yeah. you, I don't think you're like. I mean, you're discerned about it, like <laughs> Jesse says. You're you know you're discerned about it, and you're able to elaborate into it. That's generous. So yeah, I yeah. I don't I don't think you're very yeah you're very judgmental. You just you know how to you know how to discern from it. It's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jose. That's yeah, cool. man. Oh, and also. uh so then now you and Joel are single. Right. I mean, you guys, <laughs> are you guys going, you know, like, <laughs> you know, um, you know, like going out, you know, like, you know, to, to mingle with the, with the ladies or what? I think Joel might do that. Actually, I don't know if I haven't heard of him doing that lately, but I know uh-huh. before he had the boo-boo, he would go out, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. he would go. I mean, and you know what? It's so, it's so funny. Cause you wouldn't hear me hear me get caught dead saying boo-boo, but <laughs> but now that it's like the, the name has stuck, yeah. I can't help but say it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... So what's the plan? I mean... Yeah, I, get... you know, we gotta get out there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you, you know, do you think, just talk, talk to them, you know? Yeah. Appreciate yeah, the... Yeah, these ladies, they need real men, man. That's true, man. Yeah, like, we gotta they, get they're out all, there. They're all complaining and stuff like that, you know? And it's like, you know, girl, I know, I know what you want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the pitfalls of getting into like work too much or getting too into the um, churchy thing, when you don't really go out there and actually get tested. Like, yeah, and I don't yeah. mean test tested for STDs or anything like that. No, I mean, no, like, yeah, tested test with the ladies. You know, the, yeah, they have to because that's what they do. They testing. Yeah. Alpha. They test you. They're, they're testing. You know. Right. That, that's, you know, it's a good thing. It's just it's how you look at. Yeah, it's how you look at everything. Yeah, and it's so funny because they just, they can, like, they can break guys down. And you t- right. see them just turn straight into betas. And it's yes, funny sir. because, like, the whole group of friends will see, like, this guy is whipped now. Their they're one friend with the girl is whipped now. And uh-huh. it's such a shame, too, because then that makes, that kind of scares the other guys away from even wanting to get with a girl because they don't want to end up that, that happening to them <laughs> rather than facing it and overcoming it. Yes. <laughs> what a yes, shame. Do it. Do it messes it, with your mind. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> points, Jose. I appreciate that, man. All right, man. Good to hear from you. Good talking to you, man. All right. Take All care. Right. Guys, make sure that you um, have your fall, beginning of fall open, because we will be announcing the um, upcoming celebration of the 30th anniversary of Bond. Jason Lee Peterson founded Bond in uh, February... 1990, and this past Sunday was the 30th anniversary of Bond having been started. Originally founded with the aim of helping the, um, the blacks, and then quickly realized that all people, all men, and women, and children, but all men, uh, need rebuilding. And it's, gotten only, it's only gotten worse, but there are guys who, throughout the years, have... Um, Awakened, wake, woken up, wakened up, <laughs> whatever, and overcome. That's cool. And it's nice to see a lot of you guys doing it. That's, I appreciate that. And, you know, um, I was thinking about, and I might have made this point, my call with um, that guy who turned a little nasty towards me. I think it was on Monday or Sunday. Um, Mike from San Diego. I called him the White Snake. <laughs> and that got into my uh, the title of the podcast, White Snake. Um, he said, like, where's the evidence of people waking up? 
And there is evidence of people waking up if you're paying attention. And he made the point that they're all weird. And I said, but everybody you know is weird. And he thought about it. That's true. <laughs> and I said, like, I don't know if I said it, but including yourself, um, Mike from San Diego. And it's kind of honestly pots and kettles, him calling these people weird. But um, it, just paying attention to what he said, what he says, what Jesse Lee Peterson says and how he is, it's just night and day. You're going to hear um, an interview soon, or you'll witness an interview soon on The Fallen State with a man, a purportedly a man, right? He is a, he is a male. A grown adult male, right? Adult human male, as that dumb guy, Kyle Kulinski of Secular Talk, describes men. Um, debating with Jesse and accusing Jesse Lee Peterson of being insecure and stuff like that. And meanwhile, like, you're looking at them, you're listening to them, and Jesse's being solid. This guy is being insecure, but he's accusing Jesse of being insecure because of his opinions about women and blacks and stuff like that. So it's just an interesting thing. So if you can see that, I don't know how you can be blind to thinking that, oh, it's just a cult. There are people who make a cult out of anything. You, they'll make a cult out of the truth. Christianity has become a cult. Like you hear some of the guys in um, the Periscope and calling into Jesse's show and my show sometimes. Uh, I... Jesse Lee Peterson calls them Bible thumpers. I call them because I try to be different. But it's not just because I try to be different. It's because I think that this is a, my how I would describe it. Bible pushers. Like, people who push knowledge, like they're addicted to it. Like, it's their, it's their drug. And, like, it's, they get their pride from it. And it's they cling on to it, these Bible verses. And they're not even really f- comprehending what the Bible says. Because if they were they would realize that Jesse Lee Peterson is quite biblical, the stuff that he preaches. It may be a different focus today from what it was back then, but the times are different today from what it was back then. So men were, men were considered men at 12, 13 years old during Jesus' time. They weren't beta males. I mean, they were, but they weren't like, uh, it was a totally different time. Just something to consider. Anyway, speaking of that, CNN reports, and I do like to report from CNN sometimes. Just bear with me. I click on Drudge and CNN, two real news outlets, and some of you guys are just shaking your heads. But um, 66,000, this is here in Los Angeles, convictions, marijuana convictions in Los Angeles County will be dismissed. Thanks, or really no thanks, I don't know, in part to new laws intended to relieve pot convictions in light of the statewide legalization of recreational marijuana in 2016. And to me, that's just... You're openly disrespecting the law when it... And that says something about you. And there's a lot of laws that we hear, we're like, oh, this is a dumb law. But you still, if it's... As long as you can, as much as you can, follow the law, even if... As long as it's not an evil law, right? So, I think that it's only encouraging the bucking of um, real authority. There is real authority and then there's the fake authority. So I don't see this as a positive thing. And you know who else is is behind it? Of course, Democrats. So nothing that they do is right. Even if they try to, to say something that you happen to agree with, don't go along with them. Still say the thing that you agree with, but stand on your own apart from them because they are going to use that issue and just wreak havoc in the world. Like you see the homelessness, the druggies, the mental and spiritual illness just rampant around L.A. So anyways, just wanted to put that out there to you guys. By the way, Enrique Iglesias and Anna Kornikova, the tennis player woman, They welcomed their third child, and CNN claims without evidence that they're going to be some talented kids. Barf. Enrique Iglesias is that um, Hispanic singer guy who wants to be your hero baby. (laughs) All right, guys. And ladies, happy Valentine's Day to the ladies. 
and take care, everybody. What catch me on Asmodor's show, and um, make sure you're following the Fallen State and Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel for Church with Jesse Lee Peterson on Sunday. And I am live on my channels, The Hake Report, Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. from Los Angeles, Los Angeles time. TheHakeReport.com. Thanks, guys. Take care.